Welcome to Parenting Isn't Easy. My name's Daryl. And I'm Margaret. And this is the place where we like to come and talk about different parenting issues and help people out through their different parenting stuff that they've got going on. Their parenting issues. Their parenting issues, our parenting issues. We're kind of, we have our own parenting issues, but we don't generally talk about our own, do we? Well, I mean, I think that would make us more relational. Uh-huh. Relatable. Relatable. I don't know, but we, we, I mean, we talk red. about past parenting issues that we've yes, had. Yes, we have. But we don't really generally talk about what's going on I at mean, the, we can't the moment. Talk about parenting your married children because that we don't have that yet. Yeah, well, we and we don't generally talk about. But we we can talk about stuff that we went through when they were little. But ours are teenagers and adults for all intent and purposes, and so that's basically gonna, an adult. <laughs> basically an adult. They use us for a house and a car payment and a phone payment. Basically. Yep. Um, so what, so today we're actually, we're talking about what it means, um, to have your, to have your kids as your friends and why that's a bad idea or is it a bad idea? And what was, we will find out what does research do with it? Uh, research tell us from that. And these, these are different things that we've got, we have going on. So what, what did you find out, Miss Margaret? Um, I found a couple of things, you know. Looking at some different studies and just, you want me to start with some of the... Um, blurt it out. Let's blurt just go it out. It. Okay. So we have, there's one of our adult children. She is an adult. She's not a, basically an adult. She's waving at us through the window. Um, so basically what we're looking at is parents who are confidants with their kids and who are... Um, Trying to be that friend. Yes. So the children. person who says, hey, um, this is what's going on in our lives as a family. I want right. to make sure you're not surprised. I want to be your friend. And we, I guess we really need to define what that friendship looks like. Yeah, because and here's the deal. For me, I always tell people a lot of times, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, that our goal has always been to be friends with our kids when they get to be adults. Right. And the idea, how do you set up that relationship in order for them to be friends? With? Well, and the idea behind that is if you're too hard on your kids, if you're just mean to them all the time, then they think you're a jerk. Then when they get to be adults and they realize that, hey, my parents are jerks, they don't. you don't want to be friends with them then. And then you have the parents that are, hey, the parents that are nice and just let the kids get away with anybody, they come across as somebody that you don't want to hang out with for other reasons. Right. Um, so what does... So you have to find that balance to be able to balance, hey, this is what I, this is how I want to treat you as a kid with respect. And you want to treat with somebody with, you know, with um, love and compassion in different situations. Right. So looking into some of this, uh, the research on these different topics, um, I found these um, cited in ParentingScience.com. And they had several sources of research and um, data points, which I appreciate. Did you? I do. Um, so they had one study, and it was done by Corner and others in 2002. And they looked at, they interviewed adolescent daughters of divorce and that found that girls were more likely to experience psychological distress if their moms made detailed disclosures to them about their financial worries, about their employment hassles, if they have personal problems, So if you're a mom and you're telling your kids, hey, these are the problems going on in our house, you're going to mess your kid up down the road. And I don't know that it's just, I think it's the detailed 
I mean, if you can tell your kid that, hey, we've got financial stuff that, hey, we can't afford that right now. Well, here's the or, deal. I mean, here's the thing. We are, we're the ones that we're, because we're children's pastors, we are the ones we get these, my, will you pray for my parents? They need $600 yes, tomorrow yes, yes. by noon. Yeah, yes, exactly. If we don't have this money, then we're going to lose our house. Um, so, and then another study was done by Miller in 2002, and they... Um, we're showing evidence that linked permissive parenting with the development of poor self-control. And they said that they did a study of African-American adolescents, um, asked kids to consider a series of hypothetical situations that involve disappointment in conflict. And the kids who characterized their parents as more permissive were also more likely to say that they would respond violently to situations of conflict. That's not a good idea. No. Um, so whenever they, if they have if they had permissive parents, define permissive parent. See, so yeah, and I think that's kind of what people. It's the way that you define friendship with your kids. So this other article that I was looking at was talking about how you have the emotional side of parenting, but you also have the functional side of parenting. So you have the emotional side of loving them and wanting to care for them and make sure that you have, they have the best for you. But then you also have the functional side that looks at, Hey, you've got to teach this kid to be an independent adult. Yeah. Like your goal is for them to be able to function in society and be on their own. Yeah, that's true. And so if you are that permissive parent where you have no, all things go, then you're not have you're taking that functional part out because you're not giving them the skills that they need yeah. to be a functional adult. Yeah, so basically, hey, I don't want to get on to you because I want you to be my friend. Those right. parents. That's right. what you call permissive. Yes. So it's the people who are more likely to just not have anybody in charge. Nobody's in charge. Everybody's friend. I'm the cool mom. I'm the one that's, you know, I'm the one that all the friends like because you can get away with whatever you want to at my house. Yeah. That kind of friend. I want to be that friend of a mom. You don't see my air quotes. Um, But is, you know, and I, and I think that's, that's true. And I think that's good. I see that through, I see that in so many different kids, but how does that, so how does that relate to us when we, I mean, when we start talking about being a friend to somebody, let, let's, let's think about that for a minute. So I see parents and so many different parents, and I've seen parents over the years that I don't want to get onto them because I want to hurt their feelings. Um, I don't want to, I and their kids just run the roost a lot of times because they know what they can get away with. Okay. And that's, and that's probably, and and that's probably the thing that for me that, and you get parents to get frustrated with their kids, but they're really, they, their frustration isn't with the kids, it is with themselves for not creating those boundaries that they need to be, to have. That, do they, if they don't create those boundaries, are they really frustrated with themselves if they don't know what is causing their kids to, like, that's a big circular yeah. argument of, you know, you can't say that they're, Upset with themselves. People can't see you making circles with your fingers either. No, they can't. (laughs) But that's a different. I mean, we gotta go video. I don't know about that. (laughs) Um, So you just have to figure out that, and like we said, it's a balance of being able to figure out: Are you? And uh, the other area. Sorry, that I just lost my train of thought. But I thought of something that when um, you look at friendship, 
so with authority figures, yeah, then you want warmth, you want trust, you want companionship, but also limits. And that's true. And so you can, as a parent, have your parental limits, but still show your children warmth and still show your children trust and companionship and enjoy go and do things and enjoy doing things with your kids cuz that's something that I appreciate about our kids is that they're teenagers in they're late teenagers and they still like to hang out with us. Yeah. And, that's, and they've always liked to hang out with us. And even when they For the were, most part, Cooper can be a little stingy with that sometimes. He can be, but he still will go and enjoy doing stuff. Yeah, you have to be. See, but we've also set the expectation to know, too. If you stay home, then we're going to go do something even more cool. <laughs> that's what I do, at least. I don't know about it. That's, my, that's always my plan. We'll just show that's them. That's always your plan. We'll, show them we'll go for, get ice cream. We'll show them for staying home. Um, yes. So, you know, that's something that you kind of have to look at is um, there's another art. There's another study that in 2001 that Staten completed. It said another study of Swedish teens found that the key oh, to the good. Swedes. The Swedes. They, they all went to Ikea, didn't they? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, but it said that they found. Is it Ikea Swedish? Yes. Right, but sorry. that doesn't mean that they all go to Ikea. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Just. Bogging it down. That's what I think. I want to think of Swedish people. Another go to IKEA these days. Okay. Meatball eater. Meat, meatball eaters. Lingonberries. Is, is it racist for me to say that? That's no. It's <laughs> cultural appropriation. Oh, obviously. Okay. Sorry. Um, but they showed that the key to good behavior and family harmony wasn't heavy-handed parental surveillance. It was the child's perception that the parents trusted them. But here, I think. And I think still, like, we've worded when it comes to stuff like that, even when it comes to social media and different things like that, you, and I don't know if our kids are just that trusting of us because we set that boundary from the beginning. Because we're the ones that tricked our kids from the beginning with the whole, hey, leave this for somebody else. I don't Um, know that that's tricking them. Cooper said it was manipulation, but <laughs> but my point is is but we even but even still like we've been able to, to tell our kids too hey we need to be on your social media apps because of um, to protect you and it's been good and they bought into that for what you know without well I think we've always presented it as a, this is a way to keep you safe. It was never a, I'm doing this to watch you and make sure you're doing the right thing. Yeah. We always posited that it was, we need to be able to have, that your friends need accountability and that they, because his friends know that all of those messages come to me. Not everybody. Most of them. But by the time they're his friends, they do. Yes. And we've always told them that this is the way that we can keep you protected. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And I think that's, it's important though on those sides. There's stuff like that where we put in boundaries on those particular levels that it wasn't, and it was never a, hey, I'm doing this to spy on you or I'm doing this. And we and we always were on the upfront with them too about it. Yes, there was it never was a, a, hey, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is the expectation. Yeah. When we sat down and gave them phones, we're like, these are your expectations. At any moment, I can pick up your phone and check it. Yeah, and I think I think when we do that and that kind of thing, that creates that level of trust, and I think it creates a um, a conversation point for us as parents to be able to have the talk talk about different things like that. Yeah, and I think it's um, I think it's important to share things with your kids and 
not keep them completely in the dark about things that are going on in your family. So what level of what what's the level of keeping things? What would be something that you would say we should tell kids or we shouldn't tell kids? I would say like for financial stuff, I wouldn't tell your kids that we have no money in the bank and I don't know how we're going to pay the bills next week. I mean, do they know when you're like, okay, let's see here, credit cards? <laughs> well, I think that I think that they need to have that feeling of security and safety. And when you tell your kids that there's no money in the bank, that takes away their security. Okay. Yeah. And it takes away their safety. Yeah. Um, I think that if you are open and honest with them and say, hey, you know what? Money is a little tight right now. Yeah. So we can't go and do the extra fun things. Yeah. Or we just need to be careful and watch it. And we've done that with our kids, oh, too. Yeah. And the, yeah. there have been points in time where we're like, you know what, guys? Money is tight right now, so we can't go and go out to eat all the time. Yeah. Or we're trying to save money for this big event or yeah. something like that. I, But I don't think that if it's a thing that's going to make them worry about where their next meal is going to come from or... That they're going to lose their house or yeah. that, you know, I, I can't, you're not going to be able to get to work because the car's broken. Like all of that stuff that just worries them even more is just detrimental to them. Yeah. Because then they are unnecessarily worrying about all of these things that they shouldn't be burdened with at that age. Yeah, and that's true. I think there's a, I think it's a hard it's a hard thing to look at and a hard thing to pull across because I think so often, especially especially in a Christian family like we are, where we have prayer times together, we pray with our kids, and I think it's such an easy trap to get into. And I, w- I would even say, what about even what do, we, what do you even think about when we were talking about, say, if we had a sick family member or somebody like that? At what point do you say, hey, you know, your aunt or your uncle, or your grandpa, they're sick. They're, they're, we need to pray for them. Is that something you think is giving them too much information? or is No, that... I don't think so. Now, if you were to say, hey, your grandma is about to die and she's on death's door for months. For months. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. That's an unnecessary worry. Once you again, can the say... The look Margaret just gave me should be on video, people. <laughs> so... I think that, yes, absolutely. If somebody is sick, then you need to tell your kids and say, hey, we need to pray for them because God can work through the miraculous and or God can do the miraculous and work through our prayers. Okay, what about a situation? You know, I believe that, too. And I think that's important that kids do do that. I think it's important that we we work through that. But I and I think there's but that's where I think in Christian families that we get stuck with is we get places where we and it just goes back to the same thing we've talked about before, not on the podcast, but, you know, I've talked about before where people are like want to gossip or different things be through prayer requests. And and I think another. Well, I mean, yeah, but this is within your family. So you're not gossiping in your own family. But But here's the thing, too. If somebody is sick. You can just say, hey, you know what? They're sick. You don't need to say, oh, they've got stage four breast cancer and it's metastasized to their lungs and their brain. You know? like. Oh, I know. I get it. I mean, there comes a time when your kids are old enough to handle that type of information. But if you're young children, I mean, they don't know what metastasized means. That's a scary word. I mean, it's a scary word even when you're an adult. I mean, I think... I don't know what metastasized means. It means when the tumors show up in other places. (laughs) Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. But I think that you have to you have to know your kids well enough to know what they can handle. Yeah, and I think I th- how often do you is that 
I think people have a hard time understanding that, even though to some extent, because even then you can go to different different situations and they some people will say, hey, I need to tell my kid about. I mean, with the time of year that we're in, where it's holidays and things like that, Santa Claus and different things of that nature. Um, so often we run into kids, especially, well, I can't lie to my kids about that. I don't want to, you know, or they... Well, then don't lie to your kids about Santa. Well, no, but the problem is, is that they have to explain to their kid that people still refuse to explain to their kids, hey, other kids, don't mess it up for everybody else. Well, I mean, that's, you have to frame that in, hey, not everybody believes the same way that we do. Yes. And you're going to run into other families that don't do things the same way that we do. But I think the problem is the problem for me that I see is that we run into you, for us we see too many kids. I see kids that they they get that information and then they're like I'm just going to start ruining it for everybody. Well then, don't have a jerk kid. <laughs> well yeah yeah. <laughs> right? I mean, it is. I mean if you're going to sit down and tell your kid that, hey, you know what? Not everybody believes. Here's the truth about Santa. I think that you're ready for it. You have shown this. And don't go ruin it for other kids. And they immediately go out and ruin it for other kids. Yeah, That's you, on them. Yeah, you, you know, have, you have like, a jerk kid. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that makes sense. So, how... There was one other part of this yeah. um, one article that says, what if you have been that parent that <laughs> oh. has told too much info? Too much info. Let me see if I can find it again. Where is... So... This was on empowering Don't we tell you who should be listening to this? If they, <laughs> how are they going to know unless they're already listening? I feel like that's just unnecessary calling out. I'm just kidding. Don't be a jerk kid. <laughs> Um, where did it go? I can't find it anymore. The, like I said, the joys of being the children's pastor. Yeah. Um, but no, I would, I would oh, say, it is. okay, well, go for it. It says, if you've shared too much with your child and have not set the kind of limits they need, all in the name of being your child's friend, you can change to be a more effective parent. Cause this was the article that was talking about functional versus, um, emotional parenting. Yeah. And it just says that, you know, you can talk to them and say, hey, you know what? I've decided that we're I've, I've been telling you a little bit too much and I think it hurts our relationship. So I'm not going to talk to you about this specific thing anymore because it's more of an adult conversation and you're not. an it. I don't need to burden you with this information. Yeah, I think that's important. That's an important way to put it. And I think there's always that's a that's even probably better than anything. You're saying, hey, you don't need to worry about this. Yeah. And I think because I think it's so important not just on the confident dot side of things because we see that something where that hurts certain kids and we've seen that happen in different families throughout the years um but i've also seen the idea of where people have been loose that have been permissive parents like you said and i think those different things to look at and those are different things to look at because if we because if we create that friendship level where they're we're too permissive or we're best buddies with them as kids, then what happens straight up is they're just going to completely um, dismiss your opinions as an adult because you had that those conversations as kids. Yeah, I mean, it... I mean, I can't speak to that for myself because that's not how my parents were. <laughs> but, um, but that's, I mean, but that's the, that's the truth. Yeah, and I mean, and it's important to... 
listen to your kids, to talk to your kids, and that side of friendship of just having that companionship and having a reliable, responsible relationship with your kids. How important is it to model good, healthy friendships with other friends that are adults to your kids? Well, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> is it? I mean, but it's still the same. It still falls in the same thing, don't you think? It does, though. I mean, and I think that, but, you know, a lot of people say that making friends when you're an adult is really, really hard. Yeah, but I still think that's an, it's important for us to find friends and for for people to have friends and find, Absolutely. find community in some place. Yes. Now, and I think it's important that we we find that and we reach out to people and we and we hang out with people. I think that's super important. I think that's a um, and if you don't if you don't have that, I encourage you to find that because that's how your kids are gonna your kids are gonna resemble you. So if you're somebody who doesn't have friends or has not, then I I encourage you to go get friends. Yeah, and I think I mean, and especially for single moms or single dads that don't have that automatic built-in outlet of somebody they can have an adult conversation with about these things. Yeah. It's very important for them too to be able to have someone that they can confide in. I'm so thankful I can confide in you, baby. <laughs> nice. nice. I'm glad you got all choked up about that. I did. I did. So but I think those are super important points. Do we have a um do you have a topic this week you want to talk about that's just on the um and um, well you sent me one on Instagram. Oh, yeah, I did? Yeah. Remember I showed it to you again. But I didn't think that was like a topic, really. You said this needs to be brought up in the podcast. I said that needs to be brought up in the podcast? Yeah. Okay, so. I can screenshot it right, and send so, it back to you. All right, it's so on our same we conversation. Need share, we need to share it on our on our Instagram pages then. Um, oh, is that what you meant? No. Well, we can bring it up. But I thought this was funny. Um, there, was a, there was a reel. Yes, there was, was a reel. There was a reel on a Instagram. TikTok. TikTok or whatever you want to call them. And it was this... Um, and it was this girl. She says the reason why I can't ever do anything bad at my house, and it's and it was all these little stickers that her mom had put up everywhere. And it says, "I saw that." But it's, you've missed the important part. Oh, sorry. That it's Jesus. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It was so just, it's this little sticker that she would stick on everything, and it's a like a picture of Jesus, and it says, "I saw that," and so it reminded her all around the house. Is that something that you would like to do, of just putting Jesus all around the house? Remember, he's everywhere you go. I know. It would be a a wise decision. I think for some parents, it'd be helpful. What do you think? (laughs) It depends on how much you've enforced that um, Jesus part. I think that's important. I think that I think it would be a I think that would be something we should look into. I wonder if we can sell. I wonder if we can sell those after we saw those on. I feel like that would be um, intellectual property, you and think that so? and that would be a. How can we manipulate that to where it's not? Or I like, feel like that's illegal. We, change it up? we could change it up some way. Maybe we put I don't know, make a different picture of Jesus or something. I mean, that, what's that? Or what could Are you going to draw us? your own Jesus? I mean, so, do we know? I mean, are you just going to do like a stick figure Jesus? I mean, we like, could, there was like the guy that had no the copyright Jesus infringement <laughs> is intended. <laughs> exactly, nothing. No trademarks. I saw that to something different. To what? I don't know. I don't know. Caught you. Caught you. That, there you go. Caught but that you. implies that they've already done something. Uh, that's true. That's true. Maybe there are other ways that you can Maybe, implement. Uh, what's up? 
just Jesus just the whole I mean that's that whole WWJD thing like everybody with the bracelets exactly walking around like oh (laughs) that's not what Jesus would have done that's not exactly it yeah I should have done that I think I I think you have plenty of different topics on that or thoughts on that but it would be I think I think it's genius the mom that did that though I mean you could just put on their mirror like make good choices today (laughs) I mean that's way too simple make Jesus make Jesus happy yes don't make Jesus sad. Don't make don't, a sad Jesus. No sad Jesus. <laughs> no sad Jesus is today. Maybe you could just do a, a picture of sad Jesus. Oh, that would be... That's, I don't even want to think about sad Jesus. I want to think about sweet baby Jesus. Oh, <laughs> so that you can pray to him, Ricky Bobby? Yeah, Ricky Bobby, yeah. Actually, I was talking to one of our friends today about his sermon tonight and asked him if he was, he's going to be talking because he's talking about Easter, or not Easter, Christmas. Easter. He's talking about Christmas. I mean, they go I hand know, in hand. Go, go, yeah. Hand so, in hand. With, you can't have Easter without <laughs> yeah, Christmas. That's true. That's true. They One didn't happen without the other. So, but anyways, that's it. Hey, we. so basically my takeaways from today is don't tell your kids too much. Don't be too permissive. Your kids are going to act out. And be have trust, have trust, have companionship, have companionship, and still have limits. There you go, there you go, people. You heard it, Miss Margaret. She said it. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. Hey, check with us this next week. We'll be at Mercy Gate this coming weekend. If you have any thoughts, leave us a message. Let hey, leave us a review on whatever podcast um, place you get our platform. Po- platform. That's the word I'm looking for. Podcast platform that we need to. Um, can you say it? I don't know if I can say it or not. Podcast platform you listen to us on. Check this out. Thanks so much. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Wonder why you even tried in the first place.